0: Welcome to Walk and Verse. We're going to expose tyranny and share the truth. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, welcome back. It's me, Kev. Today is January 6, 2022, and this is episode number 46. Today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to dig into the scriptures and look at Genesis 2 24, with emphasis on the word to cleave. What does the word actually mean in this verse? When it comes to the Hebrew language, words take on a deeper meaning, and with that said, let's dig in and read as we see the beauty within the words. Quote, And therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave, davak, unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Genesis two twenty-four. end quote. The word davak is a verb and has a definition of four meanings. 1. To hold on to something tight. 2. To bind and not release. 3. To join or stick to someone or something. and 4. To become one with something, inseparable. And to see an example of this word in action, we will turn to the scriptures. First, our example begins with Ezekiel's tongue stuck to the roof of his mouth. Thou make thy tongue cleave to the roof of thy mouth, and thou shalt be dumb, and thou shalt not be to them a reprover, for they are a rebellious house. End quote. Ezekiel 3.26 In our second example, we'll see how disease plagued an individual and their children's children. Quote, The leprosy therefore of Nahum shall cleave unto thee, and unto thy seed forever and he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. 2 Kings 5.27 And in our third example, when men stand by their king, quote, So every man of Israel went up after David, and followed Sheba the son of Berchi. But the men of Judah cleave unto their king, from Jordan even to Jerusalem. Quote. Second Samuel 20, verse 2 Samuel 20.2 From our three examples above, we see how cleave has the meaning of never leaving, to bind together from generation to the next, a never-ending grip. But the question is, does this word have a hidden meaning, or do we take it at face value? To find out, we need to examine each letter in detail, the Dalit, the Bet, and the Kuf. The Dalit is a doorway. It's the fourth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it varies in interpretation, based on the context. It can represent one, dal, which is a poor person. Two, the door. Or three, a word called dalessoni, which means to lift me up. The dalek consists of a vertical line with a horizontal line, which sits on the top. In the Talmud, it explains the letter's vertical line represents the doorpost, which holds a door for a poor person to knock on to receive help. But only those who realize they're poor, not in the financial sense at all, but in a spiritual one, will see the meaning come true as they soon realize everything owned belongs to God and that without Him, we have nothing. For it's God who gives us life, food, and shelter. And once we see this truth, we will walk through the dalit, the door, into God's chamber where He lifts us up, blesses us with life, health, sustenance, and success. So when we read the text and see His wonderful letter, it's the gateway to our inner light our wisdom and knowledge. And through this door, a new life awaits, one based on order and structure, God's will. Which leads us to bet. And this letter, it's a second letter of the alphabet, which represents the house, a tent or dwelling, and that has a numerical value of two as it encompasses Genesis, which is creation. It represents duality and plurality. As all things created happened in pairs heaven and earth, light and darkness, man and woman. In order for a man and a woman to have a child, they must become one. And the pair reproduce, they create. In addition, this letter consists of three lines, which they consider the pillars of Torah prayer, charity, and good deeds. It allows God to dwell with us in our home, the Bet, when we study, pray, And give out of love to others, charity. The home offers protection from the elements and gives us shelter. In the spiritual sense, it contains the light, which is the truth, and spirit, which is the life. For it's the sanctuary, the temple, the gnosis, which is knowledge, a place where we can seek God in solitude and safety. And now the last letter, the kuf. One interpretation of this letter represents holy and unholiness, death and negative thought, speech and actions. But through all this transformation, we can all transform from the negative to the positive into holiness. And herein lies the parody. When man acts in accordance with God's will, his potential becomes unlimited. Whereas when he does not, he's no higher than the ape and therefore not holy, but unholy and not able to walk in the will of God which brings us back to Genesis 2.24 and the word cleave. So when we read this verse, we can reconstruct it as such. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and with his wife walk through the door to a new life of order and structure in accordance to the will of God. They'll become inseparable and join as one to create new life. Their home, a sanctuary, where they'll seek God and God will dwell with them, and through their experiences, they'll become holy as they transform and turn all negative thoughts, speech, and actions into positive words of affirmation and deeds of kindness out of love. Genesis 2, 24. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider a membership at $5 a month you'll gain access to all past, present, and future e-reports and books, as well as member-only content. The link is in the description of the episode. If you have any questions or comments, please send me an email at walkinverse at protonmail.com. W-A-L-K-I-N-V-E-R-S-E at P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L And until next time, keep the faith, stay safe, and peace.